The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and Brett King. Nice to have you on board for episode 74 of The Boys of Tech for Wednesday the 14th of July 2010. My name is Edwin Herman. I'd like to introduce Brett King coming to us live over Skype. Welcome along, Brett. Howdy. And uh, as as I say, this podcast is uh, 14th of July, Bastille Day. Indeed. And uh, look, the other thing I wanted to mention, because I'm very excited about it, is that I went for a drive in an MG Midget. 1969. Beautiful. British Racing Green as well. Ah, classic little sports car. Yeah. It's neat. Yes. It's a very nice little car. Yeah. So we uh, we drove north uh, north from Wellington, went up to uh, Paikokariki, and then uh, over the Paikok Hill, and back through uh, the hut, back to Wellington City. It was beautiful. Ah, it would have been a nice day for it, eh? Yeah, it was. It was beautiful. It was cold, though. Cold. The advice, you know, the advice I was given: take as many layers as you think you'll need, and then add one. Yep. And I did that, and I was only just warm enough. <laughs> well, it is a convertible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the point of driving one of those is to drive with the top down. Ah, uh, exactly. Nice yeah. It, absolutely. No point having the uh, the hood up. So you know. But uh, yeah, no, that was really cool. I I absolutely enjoyed that. Oh, excellent. So, so when are you going to buy one? Uh, when am I going to buy one? Yeah, look, you know, you have to get that past the wife. <laughs> that might be difficult. Yeah, it might be. Maybe you'll need to buy one and <laughs> let me Well, nah. <laughs> well, I, I, I like the MG Midget, but I've had my eye on a, a proper, not one of the kit cars, uh, Lotus 7 sports car. The Lotus 7? Yes, those are old school. Ooh. They used to go, um, they used to r- run in the um, races. Yeah, those... Um, I can't remember what races, it, though, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, it wouldn't have been Formula One, would it? No. No, no. In those classic British car races. Car races, yeah. I, I know the, yeah, I know the races you mean, actually, yeah. Yep. Wow. So, you what, you seriously looking at one? I considering? was considering it. was wow. considering it. It's quite cheap. It was only, I think, 12 grand. Oh, really? Yeah. That's really quite cheap for an actual Lotus 7. Uh, unlike, you can get kit Lotus 7s, tons of them. You can get them for as low as a grand. Oh, really? But uh, this is the real, real McCoy. This, this is a real McCoy. Factory assembled. Seven. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, keep us posted how you go on that because uh, if you do turn out, well, I'm sure you'll tell us, if you do turn out to buy it, it's a talking point. <laughs> Indeed. I'll take you for a drive in it. Oh, I'd love you to. Love you to. <laughs> We'll kick off the show with Apple. How could we not mention uh, what happened in the last week and a bit? iTunes accounts have been hacked. Yeah, about 400 users have been affected. Their accounts were hacked and purchases were made against those accounts. Up to $1,400 on some of them as well. Yes, this is a a big thing. Um, It was in the news uh, in another story uh, about inflated rankings in the App Store that people were using hacked iTunes accounts to purchase apps, particularly apps made by one or two different 
developers and massively inflating them, which is yeah. Well, um, this is this is how they did it, isn't it? Yeah, this is how they did it. They had hacked iTunes accounts and just made lots of purchases off those hacked iTunes accounts, and yeah, inflated these apps' rankings and made you know like forty-two of the top fifty apps were all from the same group. Wow. So, Some people are saying that it wouldn't surprise them if it was the fact that the users did not have secure enough passwords. And others are actually saying, well, no, uh, I don't think it's anything to do with that. It's to do with uh, Apple's the way Apple security no, is set up on iTunes no, Store. It is definitely. But do, they, do people know? How was it done? I, uh, I personally, I really think it is the user's fault. In this sort oh, of really? situation, it, it's got to be. 400, okay, how many iTunes users are there? There's like 150 million iTunes users. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, you're and right. 150 million. 400 have been attacked. Now, if it was an actual flaw in the iTunes oh, yeah, security I see what you're system, saying. you would expect far, far more than 400. Yeah, far actually, I think you're right. Now that I think about it. So that means I, it's got to be something else. It can't be to do with the iTunes security yeah. And if you think about it, if you were doing this, if you were trying to fraudulently purchase your your own developed app to boost the sales, would you do it over one or two people's accounts? No, you'd do it over, you'd, you'd make one sale across, say, 10 million. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way you do it. So I think you're right. I hadn't thought about it that way. I don't know why, but it makes yeah, perfect it's sense. it's just such a small, minuscule percentage of the total iTunes user base. Now, you've got to discount a lot of those iTunes users might actually be a little more security conscious and won't have stored their credit card information with their iTunes account. And so you can discount those, but a significant number of that 150 million people will probably have stored an iTunes, a credit card details with their iTunes account. Well, I, I, you know, my iTunes account had a credit card stored against it. Mm-hmm. And when this, when this story came out, I quickly went and removed it. But it's a, it's a pain because if you do that, if you remove it, every time you want to make a purchase, you have to go and add it back in again. Yep. And yep. Uh, it's, but, but if you want to be, if you want to be more secure about your credit card details, then you don't let, your credit card be stored by a third party. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of I know, but like I say, the, I, I was going for the convenience. Yeah, well, that's that's the point of this is they've developed these convenient ways of doing it, and you are handing over your information, and that information is there to be used when you're not there. <laughs> by storing it there, it does mean somebody who gets access to that account gets access to your credit card. Sure, they can't. Generally, they can't see the credit card number because most of it will be blanked out, but they'll have a couple of the details there. But that's not the point. The point is that they can then charge things to the credit card yeah, through your iTunes through account. iTunes, yeah, they can purchase and stuff through they iTunes. They can do that through all of the different types of online account you might have out there with many different sorts of things where you have your credit card number. Well, sort. that's if they know your perhaps password. You've got, if yeah, you've got the same password. You've got Live or a, a Bioware account or EA, all those sorts of ones where you get to, you can save your credit card details. Even pizza delivery places allow oh, you did, to so store card details. Do you store I your never, credit card anywhere? I never store my credit card details anywhere online. I will, I will fill in the form when I want to purchase something. I take it hand in hand that that extra time and annoyance of having to refill in that form saves me from having the niggling in the back of my mind that somebody could get into my account and willy-nilly spend through my credit card without me knowing. Yeah, I think that's the safest way. Absolutely. And I think that's good advice for any listeners out there. Don't store your credit card details 
with uh, third parties. I want to move on now to the uh, WikiLeaks, uh, the famous WikiLeaks video of U.S. military, uh, U.S. military helicopter shooting in Iraq. What turned out, what they thought. Uh, was the opposition that turned out to be civilians, I believe. Indeed. turned out that amongst the, the civilians that were killed was a photographer and journalist for Reuters. Now, that was uh, pretty famous, that video, uh, once, once it went to WikiLeaks. The news yeah. here, though, is that a US soldier has been charged, uh, uh, criminal charges have been uh, you know pressed against a soldier in connection with that particular video. Hmm. That particular video, and he's also been charged with leaking further information, cables, classified cables, uh, between different parties that the US military had saved. Did you watch that, that particular video? I have seen the video, yes. It's pretty graphic. It is pretty graphic. But you see it on the news, and you see it in other places. Uh, you know, They'll show it on the nightly news. Because it is done through thermal, thermal cameras, there is that kind of, you know, like they would never show footage full color of somebody being gunned down. Like if you had, a, if you had a camera the thing on through the ground. A camera, you can still get away with it. They still class it, you know. They, they'll, they'll put stuff saying that it's, you know, disturbing imagery. You might want to not watch it. But it, I do find it interesting that they, they let that through, but they won't let through certain other things but that is because of that there's that extra layer of well the resolution is pretty low isn't yeah, it? yeah and, you the know, resolution I, is low but it's that extra layer of obfuscation between the you know the the viewer and the events that are unfolding so it is more like watching you know watching a tv movie or going to the cinema sort of thing it's less real it's almost like watching a video game to be honest mm, mm. man did i feel sick after that watching that yeah, yeah. And it's interesting just listening to the, the sorts of language that the pilots and the, the people commanding the pilots use during their exchange. Yeah. But yeah. And then there's the, the fact that this was leaked and it was then discovered that, you know, the helicopter attack was claimed by the United States military as being, you know, they were fighting, engaging hostile forces. And it turned out, no, they were just gunning down civilians. I mean, I, I guess, you know, on one hand, you know that these sorts of things happen with the war. But on the yeah. other hand, you yeah. really do have to question covering how, it up. How this, yeah, well, that, covering it up makes that, it look that's the worst. worse yeah, than that's it the actually is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, you, the fact yeah. that it happens is a terrible thing. The fact that they covered it up is worse, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly It's worse agree. to cover that up than it would have been for them to come out and say, yes, yes. We made a mistake. <laughs> so in light of this, I wonder if fewer people will be wanting to submit things to WikiLeaks because that's supposed to be pretty much anonymous, as, as much as, as anonymous well, as you can get on from, the internet. From reading the stories that have come out about this, it does not seem that any of the information to identify the person came from the WikiLeaks. Where did it come from then? It, it came from the Army's own uh, ability to track the, you know, where their different stuff was going. And so they have chosen they've accused this person and it came to light i believe because it's claimed that the soldier had admitted he was the person who did it when he was talking to somebody else who was a hacker online and that hacker then made that information known to the u.s military and so the u.s military got this soldier oh he should have kept his mouth shut mm. <laughs> how do you feel about the video being out there at all well i i think it's 
I think it's good that it's it's out there that people know that this happened. It shouldn't be covered up. They made it worse by covering it up. Yeah, I, I think uh, when it, mistakes are made. They I must think admit the to the trans- mistake. Yeah, the greatest transparency we have in anything, not just war, but anything. I, I think the better it is. Yeah, too many of the the large corporations, you know, large you know, governments, corporations want to suppress these sorts of things because, well, it will cause bad, bad face. They'll, they'll lose face for doing this sort of thing. It will cause negative publicity. It will cause negative press. But covering it up and then having it exposed, you know, it's like 10 times worse. It's like losing face and then having pie shoved in it. Okay, I want to, right, I want to move on to an interesting story. Prince... What's that song? Uh, you want to party like it's 1999? Yeah. You know why I'm playing this, don't you, Brett? Well, indeed. It's because Prince reckons that we all need to go back in time because the internet is over. <laughs> the, the internet's not uh, cool anymore. Yeah. It's not no. hip. It's, been, it's, it's an also-ran. It's been and gone. It's been and so gone. It's over. So, uh, obviously, yeah, we're going to have to start distributing this podcast via um, cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And people have to, oh, come on, you know, people have to cut out a voucher from the back of a magazine uh, and <laughs> fill it in and send it to us, and then we'll send you a tape of us talking. Oh, come on, let's do it properly. At least use an eight track. Okay, okay, yeah, we'll do it in an eight track. That way, we can come out and you know, podro stereo thingy sound. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so look. Let's let's just fill in our listeners on some of the details. So Prince has got this new album, and he's going to release it in a, a rather different way. Uh, you, you'd think these days you'd be releasing things on iTunes. Well, no, no. Prince is going to release this one on CD, with a physical copy of the CD with the UK's Daily Mirror newspaper. Yep. And, and the, reason, is the reason is he wants as many people to hear his music. Now, he wants as many people the, the to two, hear his music as possible. Well, the two things don't go together. No. It's a CD with a newspaper and as many people as possible. Those two words don't really go together. Well, indeed. No, no matter how wide the Daily Mirror's readership is in the UK, it's not going to be anywhere near <laughs> as many people as possible through the other more traditional in this day and age mediums of um, getting the stuff out there. He doesn't want it on iTunes. Here's a quote from him. The internet's completely over. I don't see why I should give my music to iTunes or anyone else. They won't pay me in advance for it, and they get very angry when they can't get it. The internet's like MTV. At one time, MTV was hip, and suddenly it became outdated. Anyway, all these computers and digital gadgets are no good. They just fill your head with numbers, and that can't be good for you. (laughs) Right. Okay. Right. Indeed, indeed. Well, you know, I guess we're entitled to our own opinion, but... Uh, we are entitled to our own opinion, and Prince is entitled to his. And But we are talking about the performer here who did once, what was it? He, he became Taff Cap, the artist formerly known as Prince, who has oh, now changed yeah. his name to an unpronounceable symbol. So he's fairly eccentric anyway. He is a fairly eccentric man. And fair enough too. <laughs> and, you know, there's tons of... Oh, there are tons of internet rumours about Prince and his... Um, massive vaults and archives of unreleased music that he's created over the years but doesn't want to put out there. So he is a very, very eccentric man. Well, there you go. So if you want his album, you're going to have to go and subscribe to the Daily Mirror and uh, get get yourself a copy of the CD that's on the insert in that. 
Yeah, because you're not going to get it from the stores. No. You're not going to get it from iTunes or any other online store. And you're not going to get it or any snippets of it from Prince's website because he took it down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice one. I like it. <laughs> but Prince has had an interesting past with the internet. He's been one of the many higher profile artists who have gone out there to, you know, reclaim the internet, clean it up by filing lawsuits against everybody. Mm, interesting approach he has. Mm. All right, I want to move on to a little update. We talked about, I think, in episode 44 about a Swiss solar-powered plane. Remember that one? Uh, yep. It, it did, uh, I think, just a uh, a little test flight, I think. And the big thing about this plane was that they were aiming to do a 24-hour flight, and if it can fly... 24 hours, remembering that half of that will be in nighttime. In the dark. Um, you know, for a solar-powered plane. Then this is, you know, we know that this plane is, is pretty much viable. And so the news uh, this week is that they've actually done that. They've It's completed its first 24-hour test flight. It has. So this is history in the making. I think this just goes to show that, it, you know, solar power and electric power in the future may well soon be viable one day. Yeah, as long as there is a consistent and reliable source of that electricity. Nobody wants to have to plug in to recharge. There must be a way to constantly keep that electric charge going. Yeah, you don't yeah, actually that's the thing. And if you if that's you, been the big drawback to electric cars yeah, is you, have to plug you get in. what six or so hours at a moderately pathetic speed and then have to plug it in for sixteen hours to get your six hours back. <laughs> yeah, but you know, these the, we'll make advances with that. That's just a quick update anyway on, on that plane. We talked about that in episode 44. And that's the international stories for this week. We've got one New Zealand story to talk about after the break. Don't go away. All right, welcome back. Now, a Nelson businessman cheated investors out of $5.3 million dollars. I remember this story because he claimed that he had this revolutionary form of data compression. Oh, yeah. Because when this came out, I thought, really? 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 Yeah. That (laughs) is amazing. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, I gave him the benefit of the doubt in my head. I thought, well, let's, you know, let's wait and see. He may well be onto something. You know, you never, you know, people invent new things all the time. Yeah. But this, the claims were were pretty out there. They were pretty out there. And it turns out it was just a complete fraud. $5.3 million. It turns out that he defrauded the 490-odd investors that had, you know, invested that five-point-whatever-million dollars into his company, but he still makes claims that he has that compression algorithm. Well, that's interesting because one of the judges reckons not, and he, the, one of the, the Judge McKegg, says that the, te- the technology could not have been patented because it doesn't even exist. Uh, indeed. So <laughs> it's, it's Because it's, he's never provided any sort of proof. There's never been any sort of, you know, running demo. There's never been any proper explanation of this wonder algorithm. But he does still claim that he has it. But he's he's too ill at the moment to do anything with it. And that's the reason everything's fallen apart for him. Well, I guess we'll have to form our own judgment. But, uh, hmm. Mm. And that's not to, you know, that's not to be negative about somebody who becomes ill for whatever reason but there's still 490 investors out five five and a bit million dollars well the fact is as you said, <laughs> as we said at the beginning whether or not the technology exists or not 
he has defrauded investors out of $5.3 million. That fact remains, right? Yeah, so, that fact uh, does remain. There you go. He had his own bodyguards. He owned two black 300C Chryslers. In fact, I think they were, that, isn't that the model that was being recalled recently? Yeah. I think Chrysler had a mass recall on the 300C. Yeah, that does sound familiar. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and a huge ha- a huge house. Yeah, $2 million and, mansion. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and he, but he's it? a sickness beneficiary. Well, he is now. Well, he, he is, is now. Sickness, yeah. He is a sickness beneficiary. Uh, he does have legitimate health problems. And he lives in um, state housing, I think. Oh, so he doesn't have that mansion anymore. No, no, no. He doesn't have that mansion anymore. I was going to say, because that, that would be a nice yeah. way of paying He's some of the He's lost all of the back. money that he had. <laughs> right. wonder where it went. Who knows? All right. Brett, Obviously, it went on two cars and bodyguards and probably mm. parties and other such things that somebody gets when they suddenly are, you know, inundated with cash. <laughs> anyway, Brett, that's our show. That's it. Episode 74. I want to thank you for co-hosting the show with me once again. Always a pleasure, Ed. And we'll do it again next week for episode 75, our 75th anniversary. Ah. Uh, well, that isn't, no, 75th anniversary normally means 75 years of something. Yeah, yeah. But it's, this is the 75th episode. 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 Episodary. Yeah. That'll do. <laughs> That'll do. All right, Brett, that's it. Thank you very much. Three quarters. We're three quarters of the way. Of a centenary. Indeed. Yeah. Three quarters of the way there. Wow, we'll get there. We'll get there. And one day uh, iTunes might feature us on their front page. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> Anyone from Apple is listening, you know, um, this isn't this a wonderful podcast? We think so. Well, yeah, we definitely think so. And, and, number, and, and uh, we're, we're sorry we sometimes say bad things about you. <laughs> yeah, we take it all back. Honestly, really, we do. <laughs> <laughs> but we tell it like it is. And thank you for not hacking my account. Anyway, no, it wasn't Apple that did it, but anyway. Well, yes. <laughs> you can't be saying defamatory sorts of things like that. No, no, no. I think I'm digging myself a hole here. <laughs> I, I think I've made it worse. I'm going to have to cut this bit out. Anyway, Brett, thank you very much. We'll see you again next week. We'll do episode 75 then. Till then, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.